Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. That's awesome. So good to see you. So good to be here. So happy to have the opportunity of sharing on this last one of a 12-week series where we have looked at foundations, we've looked at order, and we are, have been looking at rhythm. And uh, today is the last one. We're looking at the rhythm of culture, the rhythm of culture. I'm talking to you, and as I'm talking to you, I'm trying not to sneeze. So let's just, okay, it's cool. You know, now, now I've confessed the sneeze, it no longer wants to manifest. And maybe I've preached right there (laughs) for someone. Okay, that's cool. It's good. It's gone. Thank you, Jesus. Um, So, like, I'll be the first to admit that today is maybe not the usual kind of sermon. I'm going to give you like some pictures and some metaphors, and but they all point really to the same thing. Um, We are we're going to be looking at the the importance and the power of culture. I'm not talking about, you know, um, your ethnicity or your national culture. I'm talking about church culture. And actually, most specifically, I'm talking about heart church culture today. And, you know, in the mix of it, we're going to have a little bit of fun together. Um, And I'm going to put in a little disclaimer right from the start that, like, I'm kind of not preaching. I'm just, we're just going to chat today. We're just gonna, I'm just going to share my heart. We're going to talk. Just takes the pressure off me trying to put it across in a certain way, you know, uh, and, and, and we can just be free together. And, I, you know, my heart is also quite genuinely that you'll go away with some things to think about. Uh, you'll be inspired to look at some things, maybe reassess in some areas of your life. We'll take our starting point from the Scripture in 1 Kings 8 in the Message Version, uh, which I personally love. The Bible says this, Blessed be God who has given peace to His people, Israel, just as He said He'd do. Not one of those good and wonderful words that He spoke through Moses has misfired. May God, our very own God, continue to be with us just as He was with our ancestors. May He never give up and walk out on us. May He, God, keep us centered and devoted to Him, following the life path He has cleared, watching the signposts, walking at the pace and rhythms He laid down for our ancestors. Love the fact that God has cleared a path for us. Love the fact that God has put some signposts there for us to look at. Love the fact that He has set a pace and a rhythm for us to walk at. Let's pray. Father, I I thank You that Your presence is already here. I thank You that You're not only here to bless us, You're here to instruct us, You're here to guide us, You're here to help us, Lord God. And we pray that every single person here tonight would leave carrying something in their heart. That Lord, that they would would not just walk away with information, but they would walk away with something that has touched their heart and something that will impact their lives. In the name of Jesus, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. 
So the rhythm of culture. So a a rhythm, rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. It's a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. We've talked quite a lot of this stuff and if you're new here tonight or don't usually go to church, we firstly love the fact that you're here, you're most welcome. But if you want to kind of get a bit of an understanding of where we've been, then you can go to our website and the podcasts are there for you to take a listen to. But a couple of weeks ago, we, we listened to the click that our worship team listened to. And uh, essentially, that is the thing that you can't hear that helps produce the thing you can hear. Then these guys aren't going to help me out with it so that uh, you can hear it because I just want to use it in a slightly different way. There you go. So no matter how amazing you are, you can't just turn up with your own sound and play it in your own way if you want to be part of our worship team. You have to be able to play listening to this. You've got to be able to listen to this sound whilst playing your sound. You've not only got to listen to this sound, you've got to be able to submit to it because it's this sound that keeps everybody in time. You can't, you can't hear it, but these guys hear it and that's what helps you hear the beauty of what they produce. Thanks, guys. Awesome. So they are, they're listening to a sound that they are submitting to. It's an unheard sound, but it's the sound that undergirds everything that they do. Essentially, that's what culture is. It's, it's the thing you can't hear and you can't see, but it holds everything together. It enables us to produce what we produce. You might not be able to hear it, but we hear it. Because that's the, that's the sound that we are carrying. Culture is the sound you can't hear that enables us to produce the sound you can hear. Culture is not just a rhythm I hear, it's a rhythm I feel because rhythm influences culture and also culture influences rhythm. And, you know, I mean, we're going to have a little bit of fun at this point, but it just, it maybe just helps us understand a little bit the influence of rhythm upon us and maybe even our personal preferences. So I'm, I'm going to talk a little about different leanings towards different rhythms and uh, trying to be PC as possible. Uh, certainly, uh, yeah. So well, let's, let's, let's go for it this way. Like, okay, so uh, maybe some of us here are used to a more Anglo-centric rhythm. That would be a rhythm that's on the one and the three. It's kind of what we know. It's, what, it's not just what we hear, it's what we feel. So it kind of goes a little bit like this. These guys are going to help me. This is the Anglo-centric rhythm on the one and the three. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. You know, sing along. I will rejoice, 
around church a long time know that song so that's an anglo-centric rhythm it's something that some of us might be more uh, uh, a bit of a feeling to but then there isn't only an anglo-centric rhythm there's an afrocentric rhythm that afrocentric rhythm might sound a little bit more like this this is the day this is the day that the lord has made that the lord I mean, like, this is not about right or wrong. It's just about different. And, you know, don't judge me. My preference is a second rhythm. Just saying. But you have your preference. I have my preference. We have our stuff that we prepare. Thank, prefer. Thanks, guys. Um, so we, I, have, I have my stuff that I like. I have the stuff I like to listen to. I have the stuff that is my preference. Uh, that, that, is, that is me. That is what I prefer. But when we are building church, we're not building church, a church that is about my rhythm. We're building a church around our rhythm. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that I can't, you know, listen to my rhythm at home. I can't, you know, I can listen to my rhythm in the car. I can listen to my rhythm as I walk along the street. I, I can, that's, that's me. I like that. That's what I love. But I understand that, that for the wonder of getting together, I sacrifice my preference for our preference because we're building something that is about us, not just about me. And I actually believe that is what, Heaven's culture is about. Heaven's culture is not about my rhythm. See, heaven's culture is Jesus focused. Not my will, but God's will. And preferring one another in love. Heaven's culture is Jesus focused. God's will, not my will and preferring one another in love. So heaven's culture is not about me. Church environment is about us and it's about we. And we believe that we are creating an environment that's about us and to help us be the best version of ourselves that we can possibly be. 
We are wanting to, we're wanting to set things up so that people can live the best life that they can possible, possibly be and be the best version of themselves. In fact, the writer to the Hebrews said it like this. He said, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us consider. So he said, think about this. Consider it. Give it some thought on how you can spur one another on. Encourage one another to, onto love and good deeds. How can we help one another to be the best version of ourselves? And I believe, honestly, that there should be no more encouraging environment on the face of the earth than the church of Jesus Christ. I believe this is the environment where I should feel the most free. I should feel the most liberated. I should feel the most not judged. Because why? We are sons and daughters of the living God. We are, we are children of God and our culture is, an, is a culture of love. It is a culture of empowerment. We, when you walk into church, you sense the presence of God, but you're, you're glad, you're relieved to be here because you believe now that, that you can. You believe you can. You see, let me give you a picture. If, if, we, if you went to a stadium to watch some athletics or you went to an ath uh, athletics meet, then, you know, sometimes, especially if it's high jump or long jump or, or triple jump, uh, the, the, the athletes will seek to get the encouragement of the crowd. And uh, you, you, you know what I mean. Well, let's, let's give it a go. Let's give it a go. And, uh, you know, wait, let's pretend we're at an athletics meet and uh, I'm a... Uh, a long jumper and I'm, uh, I'm about to take the long jump and I'm trying to get the crowd on my side and I'll do it like this. Amazing. Well done. No practice or anything. You got it perfect. So, what is, what is the point of that? What do the athletes understand? What do they know about that moment? Well, there is, there is, because there is power in that moment, else they wouldn't do it. And actually, even though we're not running or jumping, we also strangely know that there is power in that moment. You see, when you clap, it helps me to believe that you believe in me. It sets an atmosphere of belief. When I believe you believe in me, it calls something more out of me. Of course, that is what the athlete is seeking to tap into. He knows what he can do. He knows he's reached the standard that has got him there, but he knows there is something in him that he can't just produce on his own. And so he seeks to create an environment in the crowd that will enable him to do more than he could do on his own. The rhythm sets a microculture of faith in which I can bring my absolute best. And, and that's what I believe the house of God should be. 
it should be a microculture of, of faith where, where we can encourage one another and spur one another on and help one another without jealousy uh, to, 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 to be the best version of ourselves. And you know what? Sometimes that might mean not just having your awesome kind of conversations. You're amazing. You're awesome. You're cool. You know, sometimes that will mean that you have, you've got to have slightly tougher conversations. But if I'm part of a culture that is where I genuinely believe that people are trying to help me and trying to help me be the best me I can be and I know I'm loved, then I'm prepared to have those conversations because every one of us have got blind spots. Every one of us have got stuff that we've just got in the habit of doing and we just need someone to come alongside us and say, why do you do that? Maybe it would be better if you didn't. And you say, do I do that? Yes, you do. And, and, and it would just help you. It's why the environment of, of encouragement is, is one of the th- reasons why we seek to create an environment, particularly in our preaching, where we have people respond and encourage. It's not gimmicky. It is because this isn't a lecture. It's an interaction. If you, if you, the, the, our education system teaches us to sit quietly and to listen. But it's not always the best way for, for some of us to learn by sitting back and, 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 uh, and listening. And it's not just about an information transaction. It's about revelation, not just information. So it's not just about my intellect. It's not that I'm taking away information. I can say, hmm, okay, that's nice. I'll think about that. This moment is supposed to produce something inside of you. It's deep calling to deep. It's, it's, it's supposed to influence and affect your life so that it's, it's, it's not just, um, not just a, a, about you taking information away. The relationship that happens here is that when, I, when the anointing finds hunger, when the anointing finds hunger, it calls something out. You end up with something better. You end up with something that is, that is called out because the hunger calls something out of the Spirit because this is a spiritual transaction. So that's why, we, that's why we encourage it because we are seeking not just to have a nice message that we can say, oh, that was a nice message. We, this is too important a moment to have just a nice message. We need to have a moment where, where God can, can touch a part of my life, where something can change. Church should be a place where we all believe we can. I can do all things. Through Christ, who gives me strength. It, it should be the place where we find that kind of confidence. Maybe, maybe it all depends a little bit how I see church. See, you might say, well, I love church. Church is a place for community, support and comfort. Church is a place where I, I like the worship. Church is a place where I like the word. Church is a place for people just like me where I meet my friends. Church is a, it's my hiding place. It's a refuge, a place where you can hide from all the stress and struggle in the world. Church is a place where I get re-energized and then I can go and just live my life knowing that I can always come back if, if and when I feel like it because church will always be there to give me what I need. Or 
You could say, I love church. The church is not just a building, it is Christians. Christians when they are gathered and Christians when they are dispersed. Christians are a diverse group of people who've had their lives radically transformed by Jesus. They believe and model the gospel can transform your whole life, all your life. Church is a place of community, support and comfort. However, it does not merely exist for itself, but for those who are yet to join it. Its members are not merely consumers, but contributors. It gathers to meet friends, but also to make new friends. Because I understand that I don't just go to church, but I am church. I would rather be part of a church that is changing the world than hiding from the world. I would rather be challenged and be part of something that is growing and growing me than comfortable and just gathering. This is the kind of church, the second one, that we are building. We are building that kind of church. And and, and, and maybe in that regard, it might not be always that comfortable, but we aren't just building church, we're building people. We're not, we're not trying to grow church, we're growing people. And our church will grow and it will be built, but it will be grown with people who have been grown and who are being built, whose lives are being changed. I don't, personally, I don't see the point if we are just gathering here on a Sunday and, and we have a great time. We could have an amazing time. We could have an awesome service. But if you go back to your life, go back to your mess, go back to your challenges and are not equipped to see those situations changed, what is the point of us gathering together? This, this is not just a, a shot of anesthetic. It's not just a drug that we take to to ease our pain and comfort us in our mess. I I believe that God's got something better than that to offer us. God has got something better than that to, to offer you and offer your family and offer your marriage. God's got something better than that. So I saw this clip on YouTube and I saw it quite a while ago, but I felt that, you know, I want to use it. Now, listen, it's a little bit weird, but don't let the weirdness rob you of what, of the powerful message. You'll know what I mean in a moment. So guys, if you just uh, help me out with that, I'd appreciate it. Just watch this. If you've learned a lot about leadership and making a movement, then let's watch a movement happen start to finish in under three minutes and dissect some lessons. First, of course, a leader needs the guts to stand alone and look ridiculous. But what he's doing is so simple, it's almost instructional. This is key. You must be easy to follow. Now here comes the first follower with a crucial role. He publicly shows everyone else how to follow. Notice how the leader embraces him as an equal. So it's not about the leader anymore. It's about them, plural. Notice how he's calling to his friends to join in. So it takes guts to be a first follower. You stand out and you brave ridicule yourself. Being a first follower is an underappreciated form of leadership. The first follower transforms a lone nut into a leader. If the leader is the flint, the first follower is the spark that really makes the fire. Now here's the second follower. This is a turning point. It's proof the first has done well. Now it's not a lone nut and it's not two nuts. Three is a crowd and a crowd is news. A movement must be public. 
Make sure outsiders see more than just the leader. Everyone needs to see the followers because new followers emulate followers, not the leader. Now here come two more people, then three more immediately. Now we've got momentum. This is the tipping point, and now we have a movement. As more people jump in, it's no longer risky. If they were on the fence before, there's no reason not to join in now. They won't stand out, they won't be ridiculed, and they will be part of the in-crowd if they hurry. And over the next minute, you'll see the rest who prefer to stay part of the crowd, because eventually they'd be ridiculed for not joining. And ladies and gentlemen, that is how a movement is made. So let's recap what we've <laughs> Thank goodness it's not about the quality of the dancing, but... It's more about the, 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 the principle. I think that when you're doing something new, when you're starting something that doesn't relate to what is going on around, it's easy to criticise. You see, there was someone who started the dance on their own. Most people weren't dancing. In fact, nobody else was dancing. They were all sat down. And so it's easy to look and to criticise. Oh my gosh, have you seen that idiot? Does he call that dancing? Because I've seen dancing and that ain't dancing. So it's like there's a lot to criticise, but the people who criticise are usually sitting down because they are, not, they are seeing something that is different and they are seeing something that they are not doing. But if you are around a movement that is doing the dance, if you're ever going to feel part of it, you can't just sit and watch. Okay, let me change up the metaphor. We'll come back to that in a moment. Let's change up the metaphor a little bit. I've got some helpers who are rearing to go, organised by Tony Akpovi. Thank you very much. Oh, just a minute, guys. Come back, come back with my iPad. Come back with my points. Thank you very much. Cheers. They were so efficient there. You've got to hand it to them. So... I want, to, I want us to just, uh, this is just a picture to help us to, to understand something that, that we actually we do. So guys, if you just start the rope going for me, please. Um, what, they, what they do by, by spinning the rope is they establish a rhythm. They establish a rhythm. And if you want to skip now, you've got to align yourself with the rhythm. Because if you don't, you're going to stop it. So let's go, guys. Come on. That's awesome. I just want to see how long they go before they collapse. No, okay, stop it, stop it. That's awesome. Oh, they are going to keep going. That is... Really amazing. Okay, you, 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 thank you, guys. Hey, that is amazing. So, what I'm trying to get us to understand that if you want to skip, um, you've got you've to align yourself with the rhythm. Now, I mean, they actually didn't make a mistake, but uh, in my other services, they gave me another illustration. But I'm not, you know, I'm not criticizing my skippers. But, but they, they, in the other services, they managed to stop it because they got out of rhythm. 
But that's okay because you can stop and realign yourself with the rhythm. I want us to understand that the rhythm is our culture. The rhythm is the way we do things. It's not the only way to do things. It's just the way Heart Church does things. That's our rhythm. And if I, when, when people join our church, they are looking at what we do and we're looking, they're looking at our culture and they're stood on the side. Can I align myself? Can I align myself? Because it's risky. What if, I align, what, what if I miss the beat? What if I stop the skipping? But you need to know that if I stop it, we could, I can realign myself. I can learn to do it. It's just that I've got it, but I still, it doesn't, I don't align the rhythm to me, but I align myself to the rhythm. That's what, that's what essentially what culture does when, when people come, when they're being added to us, they stood stand on the side and they see how can I be included in this. Learning the rhythm is learning culture. You say, well, that's all right. You know what? It's all right for those who like skipping. It's like, it's like all right for those who like jumping. You know, I don't really like Jumping, I don't really like doing that kind of stuff. It's too energetic for me. And besides that, I've got a dodgy ankle. I don't really like that. So this church isn't for me. Well, I don't agree. I say, well, can you, can you hold a rope? Can you hold a rope? You know, I think that, 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 that the point is that we're not even saying that you've just got, everyone's got to be the same. Everybody's got to jump. Everybody's got to jump to the beat. But we're saying that you can be part of this. You, you know, can you move an arm? Can you move one arm? If you can move one arm, then, uh, you, then you can be part of this. You can, you can join in with what is going on here, but, but you've got to be prepared to align yourself to the rhythm because that is our culture. You say, well, you know, I thought it was for freedom that Jesus said is free. Why can't we just bring our own rhythm? Just all bring our own rhythm. Because if we all bring our own rhythm, that is chaos. And we learned last week that a heartbeat that descends into chaos is a heart attack that may lead to death. But life is released with an ordered, constant, steady rhythm. When my heart is ordered and constant and steady, then life is released. That's why we can't, we can't just do what we, what, whatever we want to do. We've got we've to come and align ourselves. We, we come and we come as one because the Bible encourages us that we should walk in unity. The prophet Amos in Amos 3 verse 3 says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? You've got to come with a spirit of agreement. Not a spirit of discord. No wonder Jesus felt it necessary in his last hours to pray for this because it is so powerful and so important. You know, I'd, I think to myself, wow, if, if Jesus was using his last minutes on earth as it were, to pray over these things, then they must be important. He said in John 17, my prayer is not then, not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, 
that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the whole world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me and they may be one, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. When we come up with that kind of unity, when we come up with that kind of togetherness, then the world will know. There is, there is something that will happen that people, that the, the world will look and say, wow, what's happening here? Why, why are you making this work? How come this is, this is working? There is something. This is the kind of unity that will point people to Jesus. So back to the dancing illustration. You know, four years ago, I walked through that door and God had given me a weird dance. I didn't know it was weird. I thought it was a dance everyone was gonna wanna dance, but it turned out it was a bit of a weird dance because I was doing the dance in front of a crowd that had become somewhat accustomed to being sat down and watching. But I want us to understand that I believe that there is a dance. There's a dance in all of us. There's a dance in all of us and it's, it's a dance that God has put there because the world needs a dance. It reminds me of that old hymn, the Lord of the Dance, which we used to sing. We used to sing it at school. So that's how long ago it was. I found actually, it was, this was actually written in the year I was born. Some of you, but you know, the dance then wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he, and I'll lead you all wherever you may be, and I'll lead you all in the dance, said he. There's a dance. There's a dance that the Lord wants us to dance, and he's prepared to lead us in it. That's why I believe that we've got a role and we've got a responsibility as church of bridging the gap between the world and the kingdom of God. When we gather, we have the opportunity to play a rhythm that the world wants to dance to. Or at least tap their foot to. There's a rhythm that the world wants to dance. And, and you say, well, what if they're dancing and they don't understand? That's cool. That's cool. Because if we give them a chance to dance, maybe they've got a chance of understanding. If they get a taste of freedom, maybe they will want to embrace freedom. Maybe they, maybe they want to see that become part of their life. See, in the clip we saw that after a while, we lost sight of the leader because so many others joined the dance. You were focused on the one guy in the beginning, but after a while you couldn't see him for all the others were there. And to reiterate what was said there, there is a leader, but the followers need to be the most prominent. Everyone needs to see the followers because followers, new followers, follow followers and not the leader. I'm gonna say that again. The followers need to be the most prominent because new followers follow followers 
not the leader. I know you think that it maybe all happens up here. You know, maybe, maybe it's all about what I say or what Lauren says or what Tando says or what the worship team do. But you need to understand that, that when we see new people come in, they take their cues from you. They take cues from followers because new followers will follow followers. And therefore that helps us underline the importance of culture. Because the most instructional aspect of what we do is our followers. Because new followers follow followers. We need, we need people to find people who are seeing the same thing and working together towards the same goal. The power of unity. We need people to come into a, a, an atmosphere of empowerment, of joy, of freedom. And it, honestly, I can't even begin to talk to you how important I understand this to be because, because what happens here, it wouldn't matter honestly how phenomenal and anointed uh, what happens on this pl- uh, platform ha- happens. If by the time it gets out there, nobody's following it, nobody's doing it, nobody's, nobody's uh, embracing it, then actually what, what is, what is going to hinder the growth of the church is our lack of ability to embrace culture. That is what's going to hinder it. But you see, because whether you like it or not, when people see you, you give people permission or not. I mean, like, I mean, don't even get me going on this because I tell you, I believe this when, when our kids see us worship. We just, just, we don't, never mind what I say, but what do they see? Because some things aren't taught, they're caught. And, and, when, and, and what, what, do, what, what do I model? I, we haven't got time, but you, if I'm, I can say what I want to say, but if my life does not back up, what I am saying, then you can be sure that what I am doing is a more powerful cultural statement than what I am saying. That's why we've got this. This is our four Ps, our purpose, our pulse, our pattern and our plan. Little black book we had produced a couple of years back. This is because we want people to understand that we're, it's not the Bible. It doesn't replace the Bible. It's, but this is our culture. This is the way we do things because we want people singing from the same hymn sheet. Our, our purpose is to see people far from God, transformed through the power of the gospel. That's what we believe. We believe that we are meant to bridge that gap between us and the world and that as church, fruit, part of being fruitful is seeing the lost come to Christ. We believe that Jesus changes everything, that family is foundational and that we can influence tomorrow, today. That's why we have such a high value statement when it comes to Adventure Kids and what we, what we do with that because we believe that we influence tomorrow, today. This is our pulse. This is our, that's, 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 that's our, our, our purpose. Our, our pulse is our rhythm. Our, our, the, the beat that we march to is one, love is the glue. Two, passion, is there not a cause? Three, attitude is the key. Four, servanthood. 
Our heart in action. Five, fun. We're serious about it. Six, excellence. Always bringing our best. Seven, faith. Can't please God without it. Eight, growth. Potential made visible. Our pattern. We don't have a formal membership here because our pattern is four things. Simple. Involve, invest, invite, include. Involve, invest, invite, include. Simple. You're involved. You invest in the house. You invite people to come and you include others. Because we believe that membership is more about action than it is about signing a piece of paper. And then finally, our plan to plant campuses to the north, south, east and west of our city and establish Heart Church in 10 cities to the north. Stoke-on-Trent, Sheffield, Liverpool, Salford, Preston, Leeds, York, Lancaster, Carlisle, Newcastle-upon-Tyne. You say, people might say, well, what do you want to do that for? Well, I'll tell you why we want to do that because I believe in the power of what we have. And I believe that this is worth giving your life for. I believe that. I, I don't know what other people are doing. I don't mind what other people are believing. God bless them. But as for us and this house, we're going to believe that, that Jesus can do what He says He can do. And we believe that we can do what He says we can do. And that we can go to those places. I want you to understand the first time I declared that, I thought I was out of my mind. I thought this is so huge. How are we ever going to do it? I want you to know, as I say it tonight, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that is so small. That is so doable. It's so easy because God is about a great work and He wants to use people here. I don't know why He's chosen us to be part of this, but all I know is we have a responsibility to rise up and take hold of that which He has called us to in the name of Jesus. Heart Church is not here just to help people find religion. We're not here just to get people to go to church. We're here to help people lay foundations in their life. We're here to help people bring order to their lives. We're helping people establish God's rhythms in their life because then we believe that it's not just, it's not just about going to church. It's not just about saying, I love God. It's about having a faith that, that impacts my marriage and my family and, and my children and the next generation. And instead of handing on mess to the next generation, we get to hand on blessing because that is the power of God and that is what He's able to help us with. We've run out of time, but I want to read to you what I read on Vision Sunday because I can't talk about the rhythm of culture without reading this, which I believe the Lord laid on my heart. Here we go. We are Heart Church. And Heart Church people are involved, invest, invite, and include. Believing for souls, saved every service. Heart Church people, believe for miracles because God is a miracle working God. We are not just a church. We are a move of God. When you come to Heart Church, you will meet some of the most passionate, brave, sacrificial, creative, adventurous people on the planet. They are the messed up and the broken, the lost and the lonely, the down and the out, the depressed and the disappointed, who've had an encounter with Jesus and Jesus has changed everything. 
Heart, church, people are family. They build great marriages and homes that influence community. They build businesses and write songs, paint pictures and make films. They become teachers and doctors and open shops and restaurants and stack shelves and take cities and run clubs. We are Mrs. Average and the man next door. The girl in the street, Joe Blocks. We are the Smiths and the Joneses, the Akpovis and the Alawalis, the Ampurfus and the Zulus. We are the mix and the match from the ups and the downs, the ordinary and the unremarkable who have met an extraordinary and remarkable God. We face setbacks and put-downs with get-ups and push-through. We face the facts but believe God. And so in Him, the fearful become the fearless, the warriors become the warriors, the overwhelmed, the overcomers. We are the game-changers and the world-changers. We are Heart Church. This is our dance and this is our vision. God bless you. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.